Welcome to Wellness Wake Up, everybody. Thank you for joining us for our very first episode. Yes, we are so excited you are here. And today is going to be a super fun episode. We are going to share with you our top five wellness tips that you haven't heard of. So even if you are a wellness guru, we promise you are going to leave here with some new things to think about and hopefully some things to put into action. Definitely. But first, every single week, we're going to start off with our magic moment, a super sweet moment for you this week. And we want you to think about your own personal magic moment too. So Marissa, I want to kick it off. What was your magic moment this week? Yes, I love doing this. So I think for me this week, I had the most amazing acupuncture session on Wednesday. It was one of those things where I literally left and was like, felt like I was wearing rose colored glasses for the rest of the day. So I am very thankful to my acupuncturist this week. How about you? What's your magic moment? That's a beautiful one. I'm jealous of that. Mine was actually having some serious solo time. Uh, My partner is away for a little bit and we haven't taken solo time at all. And so to actually have a full day where I just went on a hike alone and really got into nature, which we're going to talk a little bit about today, felt so good to my soul. And just a good reminder that even whatever the dynamic you're in, if you have a family, if you have a partner or, you know, around friends a lot, just taking a moment for yourself solo um, is really replenishing and can refill that cup for you. So think about your own magic moment this week or weekend and show a little gratitude and celebrate it too. This could be something you do, you know, either leaving in the comment here or even sharing with your partner or writing in a journal at the end of the day, whatever it is, finding little ways to express gratitude can be really great for your overall mood and wellness in general. Love it. Okay. So let's jump into our topic of the day, five wellness tips you haven't already heard. So Marissa, I want to kick it off with our first one. Yes. My first one is my absolute favorite. So tip number one, you do not need to eat the same amount of food every day. So when we think about this, I love to think back to if you have a kid or if you've ever been around kids, think about the way a toddler eats. It can be like super infuriating if you are the one feeding them because one day you make them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and they take one bite of it. And the next day you make them a sandwich and they're asking for three more. And I think it just goes to show they are the most mindful and intuitive eaters that there are because you know they haven't had society to really mess them up or all these external cues yet. So it really shows that our bodies really need different amounts of food on different days. Things that can really change the amount of food you need could be, you know, if you did a more intense workout or maybe if you're taking a break from some intense stuff this week, maybe you got less sleep the night before, you'll definitely notice that you're hungrier. Maybe you are at a different point in your cycle, especially the week leading up to your period. A lot of us can experience greater hunger. That's because our energy expenditure actually goes up before that. So a lot of things can affect our hunger levels. And I think it's really important that you get used to needing different amounts of food on different days. I have some clients who are in the mindset, you know, I bring the same thing for lunch or for breakfast every single day. And some days that doesn't cut it. So get used to being able to be flexible with your meals. Maybe, you know, the two eggs aren't working for you this morning. Maybe you need a third. Maybe you need to add in a slice of sourdough or a piece of fruit and vice versa. Some days you might be eating your standard lunch and be like, you know what? I am done. I don't need any more before finishing it. So be open to that. It can work in both ways. And it's really cool when you start actually getting in tune with that kind of stuff. I mean, that is one that I wish someone had told me even 15 (laughs) years ago that would have changed my whole life versus trying to eat like the same 200 calorie snack every day. It doesn't, it's sometimes it just doesn't hit the same and you need a little bit more sustenance and actually honoring your body versus trying to eat the same. Otherwise you end up overeating later. So yeah, knowing that it works in reverse too, if you really listen to it, some days you might just not need as much and that is okay. But being open to it is a really cool thing. 
Love that one. Okay, cool. So the next one is one of my favorites, which is getting in and outside a clock every single day. I really believe in the power of a nature infusion. It's why I moved to Colorado after being in New York City for over a decade. It was just really in need of that. I could feel it in every cell of my body. And so just 15 or 20 minutes of nature a day can decrease your anxiety and your stress levels. It improves your immune system and your mood. We really know that sunlight affects our circadian rhythm. So ideally you're getting outside early in the day for as long as possible for sort of half of the day. And this really seems to improve the whole night of sleep that next night and can get you on a way better sleep schedule. So circadian rhythm is really, really important. And one we'll be diving into a whole lot more during our time here. And then of course you get vitamin D from the sun, which is one of our favorite nutrients. You may have heard a lot about it from an immune perspective. It's a hormone precursor. So it ends up impacting our appetite hormones. It ends up impacting our mood in a big way. And it's one that we find a lot of people are really, really low in. We definitely want you getting outside and ideally for 15 to 20 minutes without sunscreen. And if you're going to be outside for longer than that, please, of course, take good care of yourself, protect yourself as needed with sunscreen, but just getting outside for that nature infusion every single day, get that outside o'clock in 15 to 20 minutes. I think of this as like an adult recess, ideally getting into nature, but if you're a city girl or, or guy, be <laughs> perfect. I don't have the beautiful mountains that Carolyn gets to walk through, but this morning I got my outside o'clock and walked through meatpacking in the West Village and actually made it to the West Side Highway where there is a little bit of sunlight and some water. And find it wherever you can. And it also does not need to be, you know, at the start of your day, if you can't get that in, don't stress about it. But even going for a walk after lunch, we'll get into those things later on with more tips, but just get outside. If you have that five minute break in your calendar, taking like one lap around the block can do amazing things for your mood and actually will probably make you more productive the rest of the day. Totally. Productivity is so key with this. That might just look like opening your windows and getting some fresh air moving through the apartment. Like, you know how good and refreshing that feels. So, and yeah. sit on your fire escape. Like, if you have one of those and you're in New York, I used to read on mine all the time and I loved it and it was so relaxing. So, find your nature, whatever it might be, even if it's not as gorgeous as Carolyn's backyard is these days. Come visit, come visit me too. That <laughs> I need to. I'm over well, here. One, one last thing I want to add on that too is take walking meetings. Get outside, you know, during your workday, if possible, if you don't have to be in front of a screen. But that's one that I have all of my clients do while I'm on the phone with them is they go for a walk. I usually have to take notes and stuff, but it can be a really great way to sort of, you know, multitask and get that in and oftentimes feel really refreshed on the other side. I love that. Okay. So tip number three brings in my favorite thing, which is mindfulness. So our tip number three is three deep breaths before a meal. So do you rush to eat your meals? You know, you sit down, you're starving. You don't even look at your plate. All of a sudden your food's gone, or maybe you're multitasking while eating, you know, you're watching TV because it's been a long day, or, you know, you're running to the subway or you're typing up an email Whatever it is, I want you to take three deep breaths before a meal. So what this does is it actually stimulates our parasympathetic nervous system, which is involved in rest and digest. By actually taking those three deep breaths, you can take a moment to, first of all, look at your food, acknowledge what you're about to eat. That plays a big, big role in satisfaction. You actually can express some gratitude for your food in those little few breaths. You know, you're stimulating your rest and digest. It's actually going to help you slow down during your meal. So it's going to help when we actually chew our food and slow it down, we release more digestive enzymes. So if you are that person that is 
consistently bloated at the end of each meal. I want you to practice. Can I take three deep breaths before my food goes into my body and see how that really makes you feel? And going off of that, that's like pre-meal. But I also want you to get in the habit of when half of your plate is starting to go and you're recognizing that. Can you take another deep breath and check in with yourself? Like, how is this feeling right now? Is this meal satisfying me? Am I getting full? Is this going to be enough? Do I maybe need more? You know, going back to tip number one, you might need different amounts on different days. So these three deep breaths, you know, can serve as a mini meditation before meals and help really get your body ready. This is something I used specifically with IBS patients all the time. And it does a world of difference. People would be like, my bloating is 60% gone after just breathing. So sometimes we like to overcomplicate nutrition. And really this one is about just taking a step back, taking a little bit of a break before you go headfirst into your meal. It's so powerful. I mean, how you eat is maybe just as important as what you're eating and even when you're eating, uh, which I'll talk about. I would even argue because really, you know, we lose out on satisfaction when we're rushing through a meal and it can be like that eating amnesia that we've talked about, right? You all of a sudden you're done with your meal and you're like, where did it go? I didn't even taste it. I'm not even satisfied, but maybe if you pay a little more attention to it and the deep breath can serve as a reminder with that. You love it so much. It's such a powerful one. Okay. Next up, we have environment. We're thinking about working from the outside in with this sort of wellness tip. And there's so much research on this one about living in a cluttered environment or having a cluttered desk space, which can make us feel way more chaotic, less productive, and also can make us eat a whole lot differently and probably a whole lot more too. There's research that shows that we can eat up to 44% more if we are in a cluttered environment, which I don't know about you guys, but that that's what causes that eating amnesia. Marissa just mentioned where like all of a sudden you just have wrappers next to your computer and you're like, wait, <laughs> there's there was no mindfulness, no connection, and I'm not even satisfied from it. So decluttering your surroundings and that might look like, especially decluttering your kitchen too, and just doing like a little bit of a spring, fall, winter, whatever season cleaning can be really, really helpful. And, you know, we're way more likely to go for the beautiful piece of fruit if there's a pretty fruit bowl out versus, you know, the chips, if there's just like random bags of of snacks all over the place, what's in your line of vision is typically what we end up eating. So really, really helpful. Uh, Besides decluttering, scents can be really powerful. So the way your place smells and we want to make sure that we're going for fragrance free. So looking more for essential oils, but if you're looking for energy, things like rosemary, citrus, like imagine peeling a piece of an orange or a clementine that sort of gives you that citrusy upper feeling. Peppermint can be really powerful too. So essential oils are candles that have those scents in it. And if you're looking more for calming, try things like lavender, chamomile, rose that can be help us really wind down at the end of the day. Those are such great tips. There's so much there that no one thinks about. No one thinks about, I know. And it can be, it can really end up impacting the way we go through the day. And then next up, plants. As you can see, I have all over. Marissa has some great flowers too. Bringing the outside in, I already told you about my love of, of getting outdoors, but you can bring it inside, especially if you're in a city. Plants are actually air purifying. So also another sort of health hack there um, and can give you a sense of nature and make it you feel way calmer too. And then clothing, you know, sort of working again from the outside in. Clothing affects our mood and our confidence too. So ideally bright colors and well-fitted clothes and things that you just feel great in can end up really, really impacting your mood and your overall wellness too. So think about your space and how you can declutter. And if you can keep healthy food in your eye line, you're way more likely to make the healthy choice. Yeah. We always say we want to make the healthy choice, the easy choice. So if you have a candy bowl out, obviously you're going to go for the candy versus if you have a fruit bowl out, you're going to choose that fruit. So that environment thing is something that 
no one really even thinks about. And it can be such a game changer. And even the research showing, you know, the 44% more that you could eat, it also shows that you're more likely to grab that junky stuff. It's almost like subconsciously that environment is creating stress on you if it's a mess. And when we are stressed, we know we lean on more of those sugary, carbier things for some serotonin or dopamine. So it really can affect our food choices also, in addition to how much we are eating. So our fifth and final tip, which is one we both love, is eat an early dinner. So timing totally does matter. And in the age of intermittent fasting, we are seeing so many people skipping breakfast, even skipping lunch and not eating until 3 or 4 p.m. And really where we see the benefits of intermittent fasting, and that's a whole nother conversation that we'll talk about another day. It's really from cutting down, you know, eating an earlier dinner. You want to think about eating with your circadian rhythm. So eating with the sun, stopping with the moon giving you a little bit of time to rest and digest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so digestion takes up a whole lot of energy over. And if you're doing it overnight, it's going to take away from all of the other systems that you know work overnight. That's something called our glymphatic system, which is like our brain scrubbing system, our immune system, our hormonal system. A lot happens overnight. And if we're digesting, we're taking energy away from that. So you might find that if you have a huge dinner, you wake up the next morning, not feeling really well rested. That's because all of that other stuff didn't take place. Eating right before you go to bed, also can cause reflux. It gives you a little bit of an energy spike. So it might make it harder to fall asleep. And it can also interfere with melatonin production, which helps us go to sleep and get a great night of sleep. So our advice would be to try to close the kitchen, stop eating for the day at least two hours before bed. Uh, We really believe in the power of a winner, winner, early bird dinner. Yeah. This is one that, you know, of course we're not saying go to bed starving. No, and it doesn't need to be perfect, right? Like you're on vacation and you're eating a later dinner or maybe it's a friend's birthday and you have a later reservation. That's totally fine. But maybe you pick a few nights a week, especially the nights that you're at home cooking, make your dinner earlier. Make sure that it's not falling into that like eight, nine, 10 o'clock range when you are at home and you have that power. So again, we're never looking for perfection here, but maybe just start incorporating it a few nights a week. And like Carolyn said, the goal is not to eat a five o'clock dinner and then be 10 o'clock and you'd be like, oh my God, I'm starving. If you're starving, you can have a little bit of a snack, but really what we want to avoid is like that huge meal and then straight into bed, you know, making sure that there is a break between that. So you can eat a really early dinner. And if you happen to be hungry before you go to bed, having a little bit of something is not a bad idea. Yeah. And everyone's bodies are going to be different for this too. And there's going to be the nights like you're traveling, you're in, you know, Barcelona and they have dinner at midnight. (laughs) Barcelona. That sounds so fun. It sounds really nice. Um, (laughs) But you know, that of course, that's not like, if that's not your daily life, like enjoy it and move on. And also just pay attention to how it makes you feel, which is our whole goal here to not every single tip is going to like resonate or maybe even be relevant for you. But the things that you can incorporate and that feel really good for your body, make those into habits. To wind things down, we have one more puzzle piece here for you, our study you should know about. And we're going to hit on a study that we think is really important every time we meet. Yes. So this one is a fun one. This is one that we both feel very passionate about, and we're going to probably make it into its own episode talking about these one day. But there was a new study done at USC that showed drinks containing artificial sweeteners, specifically sucralose, aka Splenda, actually triggered areas in our brain that involved appetite and food cravings. 
they also lowered our hormones that actually make us feel full. And they led these female participants to actually eat more at a snack bar later on in the day. So basically what it showed is if you were drinking this drink with sucralose, aka Splenda in it, you know, later on, it was increasing your food cravings. It was kind of decreasing those hormones that told you that you were full. So leading you to be hungrier and ultimately led them to snack a little bit more. So I think it's really, really fascinating. Yeah. And we love when the research lines up with what we already know. (laughs) Um, And like, that makes so much sense. You know, you're giving your body this fake sense of satisfaction and fullness, but you're not actually giving it the energy or the calories that it's expecting. So of course you're going to end up searching for it later. So if you are a diet soda drinker, if you are a Splenda user, equal, whatever it is that you're sprinkling on, that it's an artificial sweetener, want to really start to cut back and ideally remove altogether. Uh, And we're fans of, you know, stevia, monk fruit, if you want to go the non-calorie sweetener. Those are plant-based ones that don't seem to have the same effect as this does. And a little drizzle of something real. If you do need a little bit of like honey or maple syrup, but you know, sugar is sugar. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it doesn't need to be perfect. Really where we want to watch these artificial sweeteners is if it's something that's going on all day, every day, because we see that so often. Splenda in your coffee, Diet Coke throughout lunch and dinner. That's where it's a problem, right? One-offs, not really a problem. It's really that every day that we want to look at. But Love this study. I think it's really fascinating. And I hope you guys learned something new. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We want you to subscribe, like, share. You can leave a comment with what you want to see more and what you want us to cover in the next video. And we'll see you every Monday with a new wellness wake up video. Thank you for being here. Bye guys. Bye.